welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 441. My name is John Morgan, and Cole Coffee is with me. We're back together again at the Casa de Cold Coffee. Feels like it's been feels like it's been a long time since I made it over here, man. A little bit of travel. We did a couple little uh, remote access type things. In fact, like it's the first time I've had a chance to come check out the. Uh, Esteemed, illustrious, <laughs> incredible grounds of the Casa de Cold Coffee. So esteemed, so luxurious. <laughs> I was just telling John about how I had to air the house out from the broccoli <laughs> that I made yesterday. <laughs> or that the staff made. Oh, the I staff. was like, come on, guys, come on. Have some consideration. Have some commi- the the like culinary <laughs> team. I hope you, I hope you, and listen, it's a culinary team, so I hope we didn't take it all out on one person. The, the uh, whole staff really needs I, to work I set, together. I set all the members down <laughs> and was like, guys, guys. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it feels good. But, yeah, it's funny you say a little bit of travel. You've been doing quite a bit of travel with the, the, the various organizations, yeah. you know. I mean, when when you have, you know, on both – you have to count both hands how many organizations you're calling shows for, you know, <laughs> these days. You know, eventually it'll be on the toes as well. I'm telling you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's great. It's good that we can – we've been able to do the remote stuff. And, you know, it's funny for those that – care we talk about actually since we we're doing so many remote we we're like maybe we'll just start fucking recording yeah. these and using the video of it yep. um granted this is better uh, i like being in the same room with you and i like that the fact that the audios actually match a little bit better um i don't hear myself moving around in my chair in the other room <laughs> stuff that drives me crazy in post after the fact uh but no it's good and um yeah, I mean, it, I'm glad to have you here. The weather is beautiful outside. It's sunny. We're not flooded, you know, like other portions of, oh, of God, Vegas. crazy. Dude, like, I, it was so funny. Like, uh, there's multiple Vegas channels, Las Vegas Locally, Vegas Issues. There's a bunch of different ones that were doing such a good job of posting, like, all that flooded shit. But I was watching. I was like, oh, my God. Like, some of the parts, one wasn't too far from us. The, the flooding at Blue Diamond and... Um, Rainbow, that area, that's literally, if I go to the Walmart, that's the Walmart I go to. Yeah, it's by my house. And it was just flooded. I was like, holy cow. My wife sent me a video that her and Eli just driving on the car, just a river of water, like, rolling in. Now, I will say this. I'm going to give some expert uh, inside knowledge, right? (laughs) If you see flooding video and they tell you it's the link... At the at the promenade or what have you, the, the, it's their their hotel is designed to do that. So there's one parking garage that every time it rains, it floods and it's at the link. And the thing is, it always goes viral. But the whole thing is designed to do that because of where it was built. It was on like a floodplain and everything. So when it's going to rain heavily, they just they they actually clear out like the bottom level or two of the parking garage because it's actually designed to flood water through it. It looks like a flood. But it, looks it looks like insane. white water rapids. It shit. looks insane. But it it's goes nuts. and it goes viral every time. Yeah. In fact, I saw somebody post the other day, and I just wanted to see the comments. And the comments were all these like mainstream news organizations that were like, "Is it okay if we credit you and use this? If we credit?" And I'm like, "It's fu- it's de- it's designed to do <laughs> yeah. that." But but that one aside, because that one just always kind of irks me because it's like all viral the other footage. other other but videos are not meant. To all be like that. yeah, it was <laughs> it was crazy, man. Yeah, the, the, the scenes. I was out of town for it, so I never. Really, in fact, by my house, there was one little area. Where the uh, there's just piles and piles of uh, landscaping rock yeah. because the flooding had flooded. Just takes it. And my wife told me that it was actually like all out in the middle of the street, and yeah. I guess somebody actually got in the street and like pushed it to the yeah. side. But there's just all piles the sediment, of rocks, the pebbles, the different sizes. Like, and there's it's crazy because you see the small rocks and you're like, okay, I understand that, I understand that. But then, like you say, you see big mini boulders and like other stuff and just like the sheer force of the the water it's literally like river strength it's absolutely nuts so yeah luckily right now we're good and it's funny because we always say like oh man we really need rain we really need rain 
but the doubt out in the desert and out here the ground it just can't handle it yeah. it's way too hard like it just floods and it just shoots down the street so quick and they always tell people you know there's there's big campaigns you know if you see flooding you see whatever stop turn around don't go into it but then i see these videos and you see lines of cars waiting to keep going through it and you're like what are you people doing i get it when they're, they're maybe just like well these guys are doing it. i could i could probably get to it and i'm i feel awkward i don't know if i should turn because then i have to go through other deep water and they're just like i'm just gonna keep going and it's just like oh Dude. my goodness did you see any of the footage of the buses like the big uh no. like uh i forget what's the rtc or whatever yeah but um so RTC, RITC, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So like the bus engines are raised up from the ground in the back of the, the, the vehicle and like maybe six or seven feet up off the ground and allow their gas engines or whatever. So maybe the combustion is different, but the intakes up and in the air. So they were driving through all this crazy levels of deep where their main fears, as long as they don't break through the window or hit something submerged underneath these large oh waters. But I saw videos of these buses just barreling through this stuff. And you see the water literally be three, four feet up <laughs> along the bus, like in the middle of the screen. And I'm like, that is just nuts. But some of the commenters that were, were chiming in were pointing out, they're like, the engine isn't right there, so that's it's not going to flood out. So it's it's raised up. It's like six or seven feet up in the air in the back of the vehicle. I wonder if that's part of the reason they were designed that way. Could be. Could be. You know, and maybe like because if, if it's going to get an accident in the front, that's, they don't want the engine being right there because, yeah, yeah. you know, that's oh, the, the that first too. thing that's going to hit or whatever. Yep. But it was just crazy. But anywhere, you know, you've seen all these cars stuck and whatever, and then you see these crazy buses just barreling through and like these drivers are like we don't stop for shit we're coming crazy, we're man. coming yeah was some wild scenes yeah i was out of town for most of it so i just saw kind of the aftermath but even my wife was sending was me this. Was, and then the what was the, the burning man festival right yeah. like everybody Boy, was, getting that was stuck terrible. out there but the same thing right it's that same yep. system of rains it just well, got them all them, flooded you know and i didn't realize that but it makes a lot of sense with the burning man Yes, it, when it started tearing up the roads and it made vehicles are very stuck, the whole part of like the burning room, besides being able to explore, you know, different within yourselves and, and just be free and other stuff, they want to make it be. <laughs> just do a lot of drugs. Yeah, do a lot of that. drugs and stuff. <laughs> they want it to be um, like a low impact or zero impact on the, on the area. Right. So if you had all these dudes that are like, oh, this is just not comfortable anymore, I want to leave, and you're trugging through the mud and you're digging up these big ruts and all this other stuff, you're killing and you're messing up the whole ground. So they're trying to implore to these people like, please stop, stay, because after. now um, you've impacted Because now you've impacted the ground and make it tough. There is a team of people, I guess, that after Burning Man clears out, their whole thing is to go back and try to make the impact as less as it can be. Oh, so they wow. go back and try to repair the ground and do all this other stuff. So they were going and telling the people, like, yes, we get it. It sucks. You're in the mud. You can't go around in your golf carts. You can't do whatever. They're like, shelter in place. You're out of drugs. <laughs> well, most of them, they, I guess most people bring quite a bit. And same thing with, like, food and water. Like, there was a CNN report, and they had, like, some woman on a sat phone or whatever calling in. And they're like, so we're here, and they're asking you to kind of hold off on your food and other shit. And she's like, well, most people pack quite a bit. She's like, they're having sushi over there, and I think there was prime rib down the way. And, like, the reporter's like, well, I guess your guys are good. She's like, you're eating better than me, you know, or whatever. Um, That's great. Yeah, so I thought I think most people that go there expect to, you know, they take care of their me of everything they need. And most people that go to Burning have a, have money. Right. You know, they yeah, have, yeah, they yeah. have means. So most of them are going there pretty well prepared. So most people then were just sort of taking care of everybody. But ultimately, their whole thing was like, guys, we get it. It's it's uncomfortable, but don't don't jump ship right now. Just make it through. 
let the area dry out so then when you sort of dig your car out the ground's going to be good for you to then yeah. eventually go you know so that's part of what it was that's but yeah it's crazy to hear that every news thing was like 70,000 stranded yeah. i mean they were stranded but you could leave if you really wanted to but they were they like were please people that's don't, I didn't like, know don't that. tear up the ground like just bear with it you guys already planned on being fucked up and being out here you just kind of have to do it in your own <laughs> little your tent. vacation a little you're gonna bit. have to do it in your tent and then maybe if not just walk over to the tent next door or something so but who knows i mean i'm sure it was an experience that uh, they like but you know maybe it was enough to put people off, but I think most people that go to Burnman, they just chalked it up as a unique experience, and they'll probably do it again or whatever. Absolutely. But, but yeah, it was funny because I was just happened to be looking up in that area because there's like a geyser or something in there. So I was trying to look in other parts of Nevada and find something cool, and I, then I saw about this geyser that happened to be right next to the Burning Man. I didn't even realize the Burning Man was going on right now right. until the whole rain thing came either. out, and then everybody was like, oh, look what's going on. I was like, that's funny. I was just looking in that neighborhood or whatever, but um, yeah, it's crazy, man. Um, I'm glad that it, but there was a fucking death. I'm not sure what happened. There was a death out there. I don't know what the whole story was, but that, that was part of what the headlines were, except like, there was like one death. But I think there's been deaths before. Like oh, I sure. remember one year some dude like jumped in a fire. You know, like he was he was on some good shit. He was on some good <laughs> shit. I'm sure by the end he did feel it. Stuff. By the end he probably did feel it. But uh uh yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, um I'm not sure if it was attributed to the raining or the flooding or whatever, but there was a death out there. But that I remember that was in one of the headlines I saw as well. It was like seventy thousand stranded stranded, one death, blah blah blah. I mean what a terrible place to die jumping in a fire at a place called Burning Man. Yeah. <laughs> not good. Right. But I, I, I think they I know they had to postpone burning of the man, but I think they did get to it. I think they got to it on Monday or something, I think right uh, before or whatever. But Crazy, crazy scene. Yeah. Well, listen, we talked about doing uh, remote video recording, so I do want to update you on this. Uh, I'm, I, I've am i got a, um, appointment number six tomorrow with Cox Communications. My internet is still that not 100% crazy. at the house. Do you want to some internet? I'm gonna you, ha- you wanna, I, I, you I might have to just, come work over here? I'm going to have to run cable from here. I will get like a mile of cable over to my house. Well, you know, a cable guy would tell you the transmission rate starts to drop after a certain <laughs> feet. You know, the Cat 5 limitations. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> look, at, look at you coming. No, it's uh, you, the, the techs. Of, I, I want to give credit to the techs at Cox Communication. They've all been very nice. Uh, most of the people that I've talked to on the phone have been pretty nice, but you know it's that whole frustrating like customer service where they're just reading through a script and giving yeah. a check and have you you know I mean I need wh- to escalate this yeah exactly oh <laughs> this is beyond my paperwork so I can only read to page three if I could tell you the number of times <laughs> I've had to hear the word escalate over the last month. <laughs> I just it's it's unbelievable it's uh, and, and again the number of We're times we're gonna give you our higher tier support. Oh what, my bro! Sec- Wait, Mr. Morgan, Mr. The, Morgan. The number of times <laughs> that it starts out with, sir, I'm going to uh, send a signal to help reset your modem, which will hopefully be able to rectify. I'm like. <laughs> You, you want a power cycle? Oh, you want a power God. cycle on my modem? Like, oh, thank you, sir. Thank, thank you. you. I'm like, you, it's He's just like, like, tell me when the lights come back on. <laughs> so true. <laughs> blinking orange now, blinking green, solid white. Now, can we talk? Are you good? Are you good? <laughs> yeah, it's all fixed, right? Oh my God! So anyway, and and you know what? And I'll even give them credit. They've they've given me like credit on my bills, and you know like. Which is fine, but I don't want credit on a bill. I want it fixed. You, want, you, want you know what work. I mean? I don't, yeah, I don't want yeah. video calls that drop. It's even dumb, just like so. The, the video calls is easy because obviously I do so many interviews and stuff online, so that's easy to say. 
But like when, when I'm playing video games with my kid or something, it'll freeze up. Or like we'll play some Fortnite together, and we're about to. Then you get murked. Oh, dude, we're about to be in like uh, you know we're we're about to in a, in a key battle late in the game, and all of a sudden <laughs> it just lags, and we're just stuck there, and yeah. then we just look at each other like. But you know, obviously telling the tech why it's so important to get yeah. that big. Like, bro, my gaming is. Do going. you work on the dance while you're <laughs> while you're frozen? <laughs> Have you learned any of the Fortnite dances? Oh, of course, bro. I got so many of them, man. It's it's crazy. Uh, so yeah. So anyway, just wanted to give you an update on that. Once I, once I can't I, believe that. Once I get it done and up to good, maybe we'll do a little bit more video because it, it's kind of fun to be. Hey, yeah. You know what I mean? We could we could. I mean, and anyway. I know, and I know you're filming more with that that other guy, mm-hmm. that other mm-hmm. cast, mm-hmm. that other one. You know, that happens at that other day. <laughs> I I don't even know what the name of it uh, is. We don't it's talk about like, that here. Know, we don't talk about that one. <laughs> But no, it'll be good. But I mean, you know, because again, you know, I was trying to think about, uh, you know, we have one thing we've said over and over for, uh, you know, the supporters of this podcast, the Patreon folks, everything else. It's been amazing, whatever. We want to try to find ways to give you guys more, and especially some of the upper tiers. Most of the yeah. upper tiers are just great friends that yeah. they're like want to help and support above and beyond. But it's like it would be great to be able to give some extra stuff. But it's sort of stuff when the video, I mean, that would be great to just give to anybody that's on the Patreon. But, um, Definitely open to suggestions, and I know uh, things that we could do for the upper tiers. Yep. You know, like I was even thinking about, you know, some people like to gamble, but some people don't even have the means of gambling. You know, whether we gave parlay picks and mm-hmm. stuff like that to maybe like the top tier, but would that even be usable? But if, if that's something that people are interested, I don't mind really making it something more formal where we actually do p- put a few different parlay picks or yep. whatever, if that's the kind of stuff that you guys want. Um, so I know that kind of went off on a tangent, but those of you that are in the upper tiers or whatever, you know, what sort of extra little stuff would you guys like to see? But eventually, hopefully video will come. We'll do some more of that and bring it back. But that would be something hopefully we bring to other levels. You know, I'll give the shower vid to the, the $10 people. <laughs> You know, you know, I'll give that exclusive John Morgan in the shower vid. Oh, no, sir. To, no, sir. To, to the top no, tier. Sir. No, Just bring sir. in the folks what they want. Oh, Just bring man. Bring in the folks what they want. We don't want that tier. We don't want that tier. Yeah, no. Uh, so how was that last little uh, CFFC? Uh, I know Mr. Punk wasn't there, your boy. He might have some more free time here soon. Yeah, I'm not, it's funny because I don't – we kind of joke about that, and yet I don't want to joke about it. I feel – I like CM Punk a lot, man. I mean, I know that's that's clear. That's evident. CFFC was good, by the way, but, yeah, inevitable that you have to have to talk about this because it kind of unfolded while we were all there and it's uh i feel i feel bad man i'm i mean i I haven't talked to him in depth about what went on or whatever i mean i reached out to him to make sure he's good and all that but uh dude he's the nicest dude which is crazy that's legit the nicest dude i've ever i've never seen him get an argument then just something somebody there i'm not sure what it is just triggers him and he and and i'd like to think that it's not always his fault but then you hear stories and like oh no this was punk and i'm just like really like I don't see that, it's, but I, I just don't see it at all. I mean, know? I know some of the stories that were told about the first incident were a little bit like, eh, it's not. It, yeah. But and again, we're still getting all the information for this one as well. But um, yeah, man, I'm bombed. I, I hated to hear all that, especially like for it to happen when the, the AEW was in Chicago or whatever. Which oh, I, that's right. I know there had to be a bunch of people that were there to see him. You know what I mean? Of like course. that. That's his spot, obviously. And so the way it, it all played out. So I don't know what that's going to mean for us. Hopefully. Uh, you know, hope, hope hopefully they do make it to work with him more. I, I love working maybe. with CM Punk, man. <laughs> uh, but I know he's got like some movie deals and some TV things and some other things yeah. as well. So maybe if he's not doing wrestling, uh, and, and who knows, maybe he'll end up back with WWE or something. Other organizations, or, yeah. right? It's not like it just just AEW is the only no. one that would just like it. I mean, and it, and it, I guess it just happens at some point. 
in some organizations or some people, you're just going to butt heads. Sometimes it happens. You know, Sometimes you're you know. in a place. You might be in a place for a long time. You might spend. Some, you might be in a place for 15 years or something, right? right you might help. Right. You might really help an organization grow, like, like help build them from the you ground know, you up. Th- you think about what what CM Punk meant to AEW and really help and grow them. And there might be situations in life where you help an organization get to a level, right. but then you just get to a point where things are happening behind the scenes. And you're just not happy anymore. You know what I mean? And, and you just decide, i got to go in a different direction. I've heard of situations like this in life from it's time crazy. to time. Just sometimes poor management that doesn't handle things the right way in these other organizations, of yeah. course. Not MMA, obviously. Oh, I mean, never. This doesn't happen this in MMA. Rock solid here, baby. Rock solid. Sometimes you move on. It happens. Well, yeah, but CFSC <laughs> was great. Back to back events. We had uh, we had we had back to back events, which is always fun. Was but it Petrosky both days? Petrosky both days. And let me give a he shout out as job. well. He did a good he, job. He did a really good job. He's he's really getting comfortable. Why was your boy cracking on his pants? Was his pants really tight? That, I mean, look, I didn't see, I didn't see, but Andre like Petrosky wears some European cut does suits. It? You know I was what like, I mean? when, the, when the owner's like cracking on your on the talent's <laughs> pants, I was like, he's, I was like. Are they really that bad? Because I, I felt like I missed something. I was just like, hey, boy, he's cracking on his jeans. Stop, his hand. He, he's wearing them European cuts. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? They're, they're, they're styling. But, no, he did a great job. Andre's uh, he's gotten really comfortable, man. And it's, yeah. it's funny. Our, our whole production team, everybody was like, man, he's feels like he's really comfortable now. And so his he's, knowledge of, you know, definitely when the, they were doing the jiu-jitsu moves and the, the, the transitions uh, and stuff, it was, he was really, really keyed and stuff. So, I mean, it was good. He definitely was imparting, like, bits of knowledge at points so that where – you could definitely tell the style differences between like a punk and then yeah. what, what Andre Everybody was brings a little something different yeah. to the table. And, and sure. Petrosky's getting really comfortable, man, so I'm enjoying working with him. Um, I do want to give a shout-out to Parker Cropman, who's a guy that you'll probably remember the name because this dude is an incredibly talented uh, 1-0 amateur. But he was scheduled to fight on Friday night. His opponent had to withdraw on the day of weigh-in, so his fight got canceled uh, on Thursday we didn't have anybody do the prelims because Andre Petrosky was cornering on the prelims of Friday night. So he was free all night Saturday night. He was free for the main card, but we didn't have anybody do the prelims. So we weren't sure what we were going to do. I was like, well, I can do it solo if need be or whatever. And then Parker's fight got canceled. And we and 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 Rob Haydack invited him to sit down. I said, well, you know, do you want to take a shot at this? And on, on less than 24 hours notice, had never done any broadcasting whatsoever, thought he was going to be fighting, but ended up doing commentating instead and did a really, really good job to the point that all of us later were like, damn, like that dude's got a fighting career to worry about right now, but maybe we, maybe we put him on the roster, you know what I mean, if we get into a, a little spot. So uh, shout out to Parker Crop. I thought that was cool, cool to jump in and, and uh, you know, was nervous but didn't show it and, and, and did a great job. So, uh, so yeah, kind of crazy. Back-to-back MMA nights while – Dana White's contender series going on is pretty tough. And that that's one thing probably that doesn't get spoken about enough is as much as everybody loves Dana White's contender series and, and you know, we all do, we all enjoy the show, is, man, it puts a strain during that little stretch of time on uh, developmental organizations because all that talent is being taken to Dana White's contender series. So a lot of these guys that could have headlined or been in featured bouts here and there or wherever else the case may be, been, been in these big fights, aren't available – and so then if you have some uh, injuries or some weight issues or some whatever the case may be and you're starting to look for replacements, a lot of the replacements are already booked up on Dana White's contender series or 
they don't even necessarily want to take fights because they're like, well, hold on. I know there's five or six weeks left in the season. I know they're still booking people. I'm holding out right now because I'm hoping they give me a shot. And so um, it makes it a challenge. So it, it was definitely operationally a bit of a challenge for some of the, the, the changes that we had last minute. But uh, we pulled it off, and it was it was fun. Jose Perez defended his title uh, on uh, on Friday night and then proceeded to tell the matchmakers to do their fucking job. And so that <laughs> Yikes! Uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. That that's Jose though, man. That's the way he is. He he does not care. So that was a great way to end Friday night. Saturday night, uh, Kyle Dawkins uh, claimed back the the uh, CFFC middleweight title, uh, which he held before he went to the UFC. And so, uh, you know, he's trying to get back into the UFC or, or belt or PFL. So we had a, a couple of uh, a really good nights. And um, Aljamain Sterling was there. It was a bit of a frustrating one for him because uh, he had two brothers scheduled on the card, and neither one of them ended up fighting. And so he was. Uh, he, he was a little bit frustrated with how that all played out, but um, but he was in town and he was great and uh, got a, got a fun picture, man. On Friday night, it was cool. It was like three o'clock in the morning outside of the the host hotel, and you know Al Jermaine's out there just talking about you know his fights and what was going on, and we got you know guys that won on the night and guys that lost on the night, and everybody's just kind of hanging out and drinking some frosty beverages and smoking some cigars, and uh, I, I love that, man. I, I just love that kind of camaraderie of everybody hanging out together and all kind of uh, working to pull this thing together. So it was a it was a it was a fun weekend and we're not gonna wait long. We're doing it again. Yeah you guys are next busy. week. Next week busy, uh, busy busy North Dakota man. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. Yep, making that transition, full time commentary. I'm I'm getting there. It's getting slowly close. but surely we're getting, getting there. Close. So we may uh, we may have some more some more uh, adjustments on that front in the very near future. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, USC Paris was last weekend as well. I'm sure you watched that one. Uh, I just I want to say it again. I said it on the and a half episode. Uh, you know what? I, you know I've been fortunate enough to be all over the world and go to fights everywhere for years and years and years. And so there's very few opportunities where I'm watching a fight and I'm like, damn, that'd have been super cool to be there. That Paris event, man, I was, the energy that was in that crowd. crowd, oh, my yeah. God. I was There was times in that where I was like, damn, I, I kind of wish I could have experienced that. Like, that yeah. thing was off the charts. Yeah. It's funny. I think about that stuff, and I'm like, well, I wonder if it would have sounded like that if I was in the back of the venue <laughs> like I'm normally in. Like, would yeah. I have felt it? Would I have been grateful that I was there? I, I saw that. The, it's funny. Like, I'll reach out to the guys on the ground. I'm like, all right, so what's on the menu? Like, tell me something that I can relate to when I'm there. You, you reach know? out to know what's on the, on the, on on the, the media menu. spread? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always like, all right, that's important fact. I know it's fight day. What's on the menu? You know, because half the time, you're like, I never get to experience the crowd stuff anyways, but right. watching it on TV, it was it was funny because it reminded me of like a Japanese crowd where they were, the seats were full at the very beginning, yep. but in complete opposite, they were super, super so loud. loud. So loud. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, um, I can't think of the, the last time I've seen an event um, that loud outside of, you know, like maybe Brazil, even though the last couple of Brazil shows haven't been as loud as this no. one. And even if you go over to like maybe Dublin or, you know, maybe in London, you get a loud one, but even yeah. this one, this one on par was louder than anything. For a while there, they did have their audio mix a little weird where the crowd, uh, like the stadium mics were a little bit louder. At least in the broadcast, I felt like I was watching like the arena um, mics were louder than some of the broadcasts. So then right. I was like, are they making it sound louder what? than it really is? But when I was listening to it, you could tell that the, everybody was – I loved the chants they were yeah, singing. I man. mean, like it was – it was fantastic. I mean, so yeah, if anybody was like ever like, oh, I don't know about how how into it French media uh, French fans are, like, 
I just showed that as an example. I'm like, bro, Super they are cool. into it. Granted, the card, I think every fight outside of like maybe one or two had a French fighter on it. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty cool. You Which know, is where they cool. were stocking it, you know, stacking the deck in their favor. It's weird because there's that weird balance that we talk about, right? Like, you want to see, and this is for every nation around the world, yeah. right? You want to see your local guys be in the UFC, so you're cheering for that. But then the more you come back, then you start hearing people say, like, because we used to hear this with the shows over in Europe where they would be like, it's a Cage Warriors card with UFC, right? Yeah. Or in Brazil, they would be like, this is a jungle fight card yeah. with UFC. It's like you – They want to see the stars. Yeah, they, they want to see, see the, the people the people fighter. that I watched on TV. Yeah. I, that's who I want to see over there. I tune in to watch the TV. I don't want to see these guys that I saw in the regions. So it's that weird. But, but you know, they're still new enough right now in France yeah. where it's like, cool, like, these are all the guys that we've been cheering for, and now look at them in the UFC, and they're blowing up. But they'll have to remember as they continue to move forward, now you got to, you know, okay, thank you. We've seen Cyril fight here. Okay, thank you. We've seen Manon fight here. Okay, thank you. We've seen, you know, who, yeah, all those. I mean, those guys those. showed up for this one. Like, they showed up. What like, a way to finish. What a, and, and Manon's fight, like, fantastic. I don't know why. A lot of people are like, man, I'm not quite sure. I was like, maybe I was watching a different fight. Like, clearly she was the winner yeah. in my eyes. But a lot of people – some were like, oh, man, I think there was even some fighters that were like, no, Rose took that. You know, Rose should have took that no decision. Way. I was like, dude, what are you watching? I think Jamal Hill was like one of the ones that was vocally saying that he thought the judges got it wrong, that he had it for Rose. And I'm like, Interesting. I don't see it. But, you know, so here's the oh, his, his words were turn off the volume. Go back and watch it again without sound and see if you feel the hmm. same way or something. I have not done that. I haven't done that. But, but I mean, just watching it. I thought when I I wasn't paying attention to the audio. I mean, half no. the time I was waiting for Bisping to make a fuck up. And you, you know, know what's funny? <laughs> but I wasn't. I I don't think it swayed me. In and any you know way. what's funny is I can honestly say that is the case for me because I watched the whole thing in my hotel room, and then during the co-main event, I had to watch it on my phone because I was driving to the venue. Yeah. And so since I was in like a, an Uber and I was in the, like I'd had the volume like all the way down. Yeah, so you're just so I didn't that watch it with yeah. volume. I was just watching it, and I, I don't, thought it was clearly. I don't think so. On. I mean, I don't think. I, I mean, do I think she took all? No. I mean, I, I definitely thought she did enough. I mean, I she at least took two out of the three rounds. Yeah. I mean, I have to go back. I mean, I don't see. I can't. I can't think of what round Rose would have won, but there. There's a I can't recall the full one, so maybe there was a takedown in there somewhere that I that maybe would have gave her a round or something, but I don't know. It was just crazy, but I I didn't really see what the the difference was. But that being said, um, the French showed up. The big ones that they oh, needed to amazing. show up did so amazing. I mean, uh, Cyril looked just ridiculous. Like Sergey knew when it came to power was going to have a chin, was going to have whatever. But in terms of speed. In terms of having more options to do stuff, we knew that Cyril was was going to have a, a a wider stance. But everybody's like, "Oh, you got to watch out for this judo. You got to watch out for this, this, this." Bro, where was it? I'm like he you. was so dominant. I was like, "Where has this guy been?" I I thought, for, to be honest with you, I thought it was going to be a more competitive. I was like, "Man, this just looks like a trap fight yep. to me for Cyril." Like Sergey's a bad stylistic yep. matchup, and it was funny because on the and a half episode this past weekend, I was like, "Well, here's what we have learned: Sergey is not John Jones." Okay, yeah. you know what I mean? And and now in That's retrospect, it. I realize how silly that is because John made him look terrible. Yeah. But I think a lot of that was the moment itself, yeah. the fact that it is John yeah. Jones. You know what I mean? So I'm like, man, stylistically. And he just messed up. He yeah, just got he, caught. He, he just, just got in a bad situation, and he just never got a chance to show anything. Yep. You know? And But th this was like a tale of two completely different fighters. I mm -hmm. mean, like, they couldn't have – the performances that he put on couldn't be the further 
for the further no, away from each other. It looked I mean, incredible. Just unreal, dude. Looked incredible. Unreal. So you mentioned the co-main event. It's funny. So I, I want to talk. We're going to get into what uh, Dana White had to say last night because we had a we had a pretty fiery Dana White last night yep. uh, post fight, probably more yep. so than we expected to uh, after Dana White's contender series. But one of the questions I had for him that ties to Paris was, you know, do you see an inside track for Manon Fierro or Aaron Blanchfield is one of them over the other? And you were talking about some of the people, what people were saying. And I saw a lot of people online, uh, you know, kind of saying, well, that performance from Manon was enough. you got to put Blanchfield next. you got to give Blanchfield the winner <laughs> of, of Grasso and Shachinko. Um I didn't feel that way, man. I don't know. I don't, and, why are people and, hating on that? I don't know. I, so, all right. So, I'm glad I'm not crazy because I, I felt like I saw a lot of that. And I like Aaron Blitzfield a lot. And, oh, by the way, she's 24 years old. So, it ain't yeah. exactly like she's in a big rush. But to me, I thought Manon beating Rose in a thorough fashion, a former champ, you know, yeah. just, just – Regardless got, of the weight difference, you know, like – the former champ, and it's Rose. Yeah, for Pete's sake, it's Rose. The popularity. <laughs> it's it's it's. it's and she, by the way, just got done beating Caitlin Chukagian beforehand. Who I know yep. how people feel about Caitlin Chukagian, but let's be yep. honest, man, she's been that number one contender yep. for a long, long time. To me, I feel like Manon is next for the winner of of the UFC uh, Noche UFC bout between Grasso and Shevchenko, unless. They go trilogy for some reason, yeah. but I don't. I don't think they do. I think if Shevchenko wins it back, you don't go trilogy right away because. You know, she messed up and got it back. Maybe you do. You, maybe it's you know one of the greatest fights. Maybe it ends up being like a a Zhang Wiley, uh, Yuan and Jay Check type epic brawl, and you're like, well, we got to relive that again. So I mean, yes, you can never rule anything out, but I don't know. To me, you know, and, and and wasn't surprised last night that Dana didn't really side one way or the other. He just said, hey, it's a good problem to have, uh, which he's right about that. Um, I feel like Menon's in the driver's seat right now. It really is. I mean, even it's it's tough when you I think when you go back and just look at the last few, like Rose definitely like like we said, it's a different weight class, but when you look at Manon's last, say, three or four wins, Rose Namunas, Caitlin Chukagian, Jennifer Maya, Maya, so so on yep. that one. Myra Bueno Silva, She's that's on the come legit. Up. She's on like, the come that's up. legit and right before that, Tabitha Ricci. Yeah. Go to Blanchfield, Talia Santos, Beast, that's a heck of a win. Yep. Jessica Andrade, that's a massive win. But then you get to like Molly, Molly McCann. Everybody loves Molly, but is Molly at the same level as, say, no. like a Rose or whatever? No, we all knew no. that was a stylist. J.J. Aldrich, that's a solid win. And yep. before her, Miranda Maverick, that's a solid win. But I feel like it's just a, a, a little bit below. Just a touch below. I think so. Not, not, not way think below, so. just a touch below. I think so. And, and and maybe it's just recency bias. But, I mean, like seeing what Manon did to Rose, like, bro, you got to ride that momentum. you got to mm -hmm. give her a shot. Granted, her, head, her forehead got busted up when that uh, – you you almost don't want to rush anything, especially with that kind of a, an injury. It's not that so much even like a concussion, but the Ooh, fact yeah. that, that that skin needs time to yeah, repair. Yeah, yeah. Or the, Luckily, it was on the side of the head, so it was in a good place. But that it was, was streaming down, bad. though, boy. That was a bleeder. Streaming that, that was down. a bad, bad spot. Dude, how about – speaking of injuries, how about Rose's finger? That picture? That was gnarly. Oh, my God. Right from Early. the get-go. Right from the get-go. You know, like they were saying – I, what did they eventually say? It was dislocated. It wasn't broken, yep. but it looked every bit broken. Ugh. I mean, in the way that she was addressing it, she was like, she eventually started using it towards the end when I think she realized, hey, this is use it or, or it's done. You might, right. might as well start throwing it. But dude, it was gnarly. But you could definitely see that first round. It was in her head. Yep. You know, it was clearly like she wasn't throwing anything. You could, you could kind of catch these side glances where she was looking at it. 
or and then there was a, a sh- one of the shots where Manon actually threw a knee and I think it it looked like it caught Rose I think in the midsection where but also Rose had dropped her hand at that time to sort of get it so then I was wondering if, if part of that pain wasn't the fact that she actually need her hand and her finger oh. as opposed to the actual midsection yep. or her side and I was like to me it looked like it hit her well, hand she's literally just like so holy, then she like, was just oh. like holy fuck like now she's got to get that out of her head and she did she got better in the other rounds but dude I can only imagine and to be able to go through that she could have clearly took that as out and just yep. said, I don't want to be here. Yeah. But that's Rose, man. She throws the thug, man. She just, it's amazing. I mean, she got through that, but it was a great fight. But and to, to your point and to your earlier about which round it was that she might have won, it's it's the third. It's the, it the, third? the third round is the one that two of the judge gave to her. And I think if on your personal scorecard, if you gave it 29 28, it was probably the probably third to Rose, yep. which just goes to show you. To horrific injury in the first round. I mean, not horrific, but yeah, it's pretty. I mean, try, try, try making a fist and leaving yeah. your pinky out. You know I mean, what I mean? Like <laughs> where the doctor, if the doctor could have came in there and saw that, the doctor could have like, easily stopped the yep, fight right there. Can't compete you like know, this. Like, so she didn't. Credit to her and her team. Well, Pat was a fucking savage. <laughs> you don't need that finger. She's like, I think my finger's broken. He's like, you don't need it. Oh, and I was like, savage. oh, that's Pat. That you is know? Pat. But that's clearly the kind of thing where maybe if it was in the States and the commission or somebody could have heard that and the doc could have came in and we wouldn't even had that fight. You know, But so credit true. to them to just get beyond it and then she didn't even mention it and didn't think about it and the team never brought it up or whatever. But, dude, that was it was a hell of a fight. But, yeah, I got to think with just looking at that fight, looking how exciting that fight was, why not make it Manon, for agree. the next shot? I agree. You know? All right, we'll have time to talk about that next week, I'm sure. Uh, Noche UFC. I am, like I said, we've got to go back to, uh, back to work for CFSC next week in North Dakota. So I'm flying on Wednesday. Uh, so we'll have to figure out exactly when we can do uh, the podcast and all that. But uh, You're going to skip Noche UFC? You know, we'll get that all figured out. big Noche UFC? I fly back. on. So I'm actually taking the earliest. So we do a Friday night card in North Dakota. It's our oh. first time up there. And then I'm flying back on Saturday morning early enough that I can make it back for the card. So I'll actually be oh. at the event, but that's all I'll be at. You're there it. for the taco night. Is, is it going to be no, taco? They're, they're actually, I hear they're staying away from taco and Mexican food because they don't want to seem, 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 like, seem like they're trying to be – I don't know. Racist isn't the right word, but they're trying to not, just not be se- insensitive yeah, yeah, yeah. by somebody saying like, "Oh, of course you're going to have Mexican night," you know. That's funny. Which is like funny, like because if they, you know, if there's a Brazilian fighting, they want to have that. There's a, a restaurant here in town that every once in a while they'll cater for the UFC events called uh, Picanha, yeah, and it's just like meat. Yeah, I would take that every sure, fucking event. Yeah, I'm like, oh. I'm like. Ain't nobody thinking like, oh, that's racist. You're serving us that lovely, so delicious funny. meat when that Brazilian fights. I'm like, whatever. But uh, so I hear they're gonna do. Uh, they're gonna have another one, I guess, that people like. But I hear that they're staying away because they don't want to seem insensitive. That is so know? funny. I know. That's like that's too worried about being insensitive. That, yeah, it's worried too much no, about being too PC. Like nobody's gonna care. Like I'm yeah, like, yeah. you want to fucking make oh all you can eat taco bar that night? Do it. <laughs> like I don't care. I'm not gonna be like um. Oh. I feel so bad for my friend Armando. There, you know what? There know? would be there would be some snarky media person somebody. that would be like, "Oh, look at what the UFC is doing here in the press room." So I can't blame him, but that is sad that yeah, you have to think about bad. that. All right, let's talk about the other things that were mentioned. Uh, I guess number one, uh, Dana White last night kind of confirmed the whole. You know, we had heard from the Adesanya camp that eh, maybe Drickus is next, maybe he's not. Yeah. We got you know we got things going on, and maybe he should have t- taken the fight when he took the fight. And it sounds like. Uh, Dana White, you know, is kind of in the same boat last night. He's like, you know how much I like it when people don't take fights. When people turn down fights. Um, So it seems like maybe, you know, uh, uh, an opportunity for a a Hamzat Shimaev to 
to sneak in, perhaps, or uh, maybe something else along the yeah. ways. But uh, I feel bad for Drickus. Last night, when the South uh, the the South African didn't make uh, didn't get the contract, I, I thought Drickus was going to have another African brother on the <laughs> roster. <or laughs> so ridiculous, <laughs> dude. They were talking that guy up so bad, and then like he just got his shit handed to him. That was the fight that the opponent that lost or that won. But that was but a terrible like, fight. He's like, it was the worst fight I've ever seen. But I'm going to give you a chance, son, at a different weight class, I was too. Shocked. I was shocked that there were that five contracts last night. That was the most ridiculous night. thing I've ever seen. Like, after last week when it was like, you've got to just go out and be a killer. He's like, not only do you can you put on the worst performance ever, you could fight in your not supposed yeah. weight class. He's like, here's that was the already a struggle. fight was the worst fight I've ever seen. But here's what really happened. First of all, it wasn't your fault. It was the other guy's yeah. fault. Second, you're not fighting in the right, right weight class, buddy. We got to get you in yeah. the right weight class. I mean, he was trying to take you down, and you just didn't have a chance to, to like do your thing. So I'm going to give you a shot uh, so you can show us. That was they, shocking. They, they, they wouldn't. They, I mean, the fact that they didn't just try to say like everybody has to be able to defend the takedowns, and if you can't be offensive while defending a takedown then find a way to become offensive. But in this case, he was like rewarding him for not being able to do anything. Blame the opponent for having a game plan that allowed him to not shine. And he's like, but I know it's in him. I know. <laughs> like, I'm so like, funny. How? That's wow. so funny. Uh, and you then know. it was funny because D so Dylan Budka, of course, the guy that got great, the kind of – He was a very, very nice guy. He seemed like a very, very nice super guy. Super nice guy. Yeah. And, 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 and I will say this, like he – Seems like he is the guy that will run through a wall for you yeah. if you give him a chance to fight in the Dude, UFC. Dropped twenty five pounds in like what I don't know what how like the three short days period, it was or ridiculous insane. Fight. He's like, and I'll make one seventy. I was like, I have every belief that he will do well, whatever's well, so, needed. So that's what I was gonna say is because we asked him like, what do you think? Are you a one seventy? He's like, well, I don't know. I, I'm kind of more. I don't know if he's seeing me he's right. Like, Did you know I fought heavyweight? Yeah. <laughs> but then he was like, but yeah, he he, he gave you the impression that like. Boss says I'm 170. Yeah. I'm, I'm making 170. Let's yeah. go. And I can see it. I mean, when you look at him, I mean, he looked like he could definitely – like he's carrying some extra weight on him. Like he could definitely get down, you know. Like, and, yeah, yeah. But if he had 170, he would be fucking – he would be shredded. Yep. He would be a shredded dude. I mean, he's definitely got like, you know, baby fat still on him or whatever. You know, he's a young guy. I mean, he can do whatever. But uh, it was just crazy to hear them say like 175 when he was like, bro, he, he was a hard cut to get down to, like, where he was at, you know, and, like, you want to take him down another 15 on top of that. I, I thought for sure last night, I thought, all right, Deonna Barbosa, first off, she Fantastic. was definitely getting one. Yeah. No no question. And then Brinson, uh, Hibero, the, yeah. the, uh, for sure, all right? So the, the first the fight of the night, fight of the, the night. last fight of the night, for sure. There was no – but I thought there was a real possibility he might only go two because – uh, Gene Silva, as amazing as he did look, and credit uh, that was given out there, the, 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 the second or third fight, second fight. So where where he looked incredible, um, and his opponent, the Argentinian kid, just like would not go away. Like, yeah. I, I for sure slugging in the middle. I, like. I thought that was deserving, but I almost yeah. wondered if if Gene was going to be one of those guys that Dana got pissed with because because he, he, he didn't finish. finish. And he was like showboating and barking yeah. and doing all that stuff. But uh, but Gene, by the way, uh, crazy afterwards. Like I thought this dude is just an absolute psychopath. But after the fight was over, he was like smiling and laughing yeah. and, uh, and and a good dude. Yeah, that so. fight was that fight was incredible. They were just amazing. They fight. were just eating up each other's midsections. The big big shots and yeah, credit to Kevin, man. Kevin was the favorite, if, if I remember right. Kevin was the favorite. Couple dogs the, hit last night. And uh, boy, but he he had a great chin, man. It was great. But yeah, when he took that like. 
when they got when Gene got him in trouble with that like flying knee into the in, oh. on the side and like j- then just started teeing off and he didn't drop. I was like, holy cow, that kid is tough. That was one where we actually had media saying, like, I can see both guys getting a contract. Mm, just true, just because the fight was so, so good. So when Dana started talking, I think that was the one where Dana started. That's when we started, started with the started, loser. He was yep. like, he was like I, I'm going to do this a little different. We're like, oh, no, we're going to see the two contracts, yep. you know. But, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that he actually wanted to make sure to point out how tough that Kevin kid was. And he said he was going to – no, that I can think – which one? No, it was Ramon Tavares where he That's said That's the one who's going to bring him shot. back. And, oh, yeah. Boy, I felt bad for Kevin McDonald now because yeah. Kevin just got his uh, certification here in Vegas. Yeah. And, and it Kevin – that was, was way too quick. Kevin is an incredibly quick. experienced official. Uh, we had him – one of the first ever bonus episodes we ever did before we even called him like a half episode and a half. Uh, I, I interviewed him at a – at a airport in Brazil, like we were just drinking beers on a layover and, and talking about, uh, you know, handling of it because he had had like a fighter take like a bad nut shot the night before. Oh. We were just talking about that. So uh, he's a good dude, man. He's he's a he's he's a great official. He's a dedicated guy. He teaches a lot of the classes and does training. I mean, the dude is on point. But I think, I mean. He as much saw something. He, he thought he yeah. saw something. Maybe he saw, thought the eyes rolled back. I mean, maybe they did for a, a quick second. We just didn't see it, you know. But it just felt like it was because I, I think I saw what he saw because if you look at it, uh, Tavares gets dropped and he's kind of in that like he comes back up quickly, but he's kind of in that like frozen position where he's he's still tracking, but he's he's not flat, but he's kind of up a little bit. And then Surrey came in and hit him with like two more punches, and he kind of goes flat. Um, so I kind of see what he's looking at, but overall, I just it was just a mistake. But, but I guess yeah. that's why I wanted to say is that like you can lay all the praise on somebody, and you can lay all the and, and talk about how great their credentials are, and talk about how excellent they are at their job, and still admit you know that a they they made a mistake, right? Yeah. Nobody's perfect, no matter how good they are at what they do. Like you're gonna make mistakes from time to time. And I think that was just a mistake. I just hate that it happened in one of his first assignments here in Las yeah. Vegas, man. But like anything, people will forget it after the fact. Sure. And I mean, and it was better that. Uh, you know, not that you want to see it happen to any, but it's probably better that it happened at a contender event as opposed to maybe one of the fuller-fledged, you know, UFC events. Full whether, arena booing at you, going crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's probably better for it to happen so right now. True. So. All right, well, listen, we are building towards UFC 293, of course, in Sydney, Australia. You and I did not make the trip down under this time, which uh, is a shame because we've always had some fun trips in Australia, man. The, the Australian fans, you know, tell me how amazing the French fans were this past week. The Australian fans, shout out to each and everybody uh, watching from down there because we always have just good people, man. We always have a good time, and I'm always loving their crowds as well because the fights are Sunday morning, right? They get started at like 9.30 or 10 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. And, and I always joke, but it's true. I mean, they're already about six beverages deep, you know, and and uh, and, and feeling it at the first fight of the night and, and all full. And so I have no doubt that uh, it'll, it'll be that way again this weekend uh, at Kudos Bank Arena. So I, I will miss that experience of being there. Don't necessarily miss the 16-hour flight down there, but – uh, we'll definitely miss hanging out there by this week. But Israel Adesanya and Sean Strickland in the main event. Um, a main event that I think most people, when it got announced, were just like, eh, how does Sean Strickland beat Israel Adesanya? And I think that's still an overriding theory. It's just that like, it just seems like a really, really tough fight uh, stylistically for Sean Strickland to beat Israel Adesanya. But I will be honest, as it gets closer, like I'm, I'm more intrigued. Uh, it, it is... It is Israel Adesanya who, you know, we're talking about potentially the greatest middleweight of all time. I think still has a little bit of work to do to overcome Anderson Silva's resume, but it's hot on the heels, no question about it. And then you got Sean Strickland, who is just an absolute nutcase, being a nutcase. 
Um, if he does go out there and, and wrestle a little bit, if he does go out there and try to make it dirty, I think it could get interesting. I mean, the good thing about Strickland, I think, is that, like, there is no enormity of the moment for this guy. I just think, like, he doesn't feel that way or sense that way like normal people. Um, I don't know. Where do you stand on this? Is it exciting you at all, or are you just kind of looking at it as, like, because, again, I do admit it, it's a tough stylistic matchup for Sean Strickland, yeah. and I understand why the odds are as skewed as they are. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, are you intrigued, or are you just like, I just got to get through Saturday? I'm intrigued, I mean, because I, I think Strickland brings that just sort of an X factor, and I think sometimes even, too, with Izzy, like, you know, you wonder what version of Izzy you're going to get. Like, the Izzy Paulo Costa wasn't the best version of Izzy right. that we've seen, but then you see other versions of Izzy, like the last time we fought Alex Bahia, and it was just like, Holy cow, who's this guy? Right. You know, so you go back and you watch, you know, you know, I think the UFC and some others, you know, their choice of free vids for this event, unfortunately for Sean, was showing the Sean Strickland versus Alex Bahia where he got knocked out. <laughs> Did they really? And dropped, yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, it was either – maybe it was during the Paris one or whatever, <laughs> but I feel like it came out recently, so maybe it was, like, right before this event. Come on. Um, so when you see that and you think, like, okay, well, clearly, you know, because uh, I was thinking, you know, the, the way that Sean's style and the way that he just comes forward, if he doesn't give Izzy that distance to allow him to just fire off that shot, it's going to make it more difficult for Izzy to kind of be electric. Right. You know, but we that's the, that was the same thing, though, with Alex. And Alex just chose the right time when Sean came for it, and he caught him with just, like, that overhook. Or like, I think it was a hook or maybe it was an overhand or something. I want to say he caught him with, like, a left hook and just flattened him. You know, like, so that problem, that risk is there for Sean because we already know what Sean's going to do. Like, a lot of people are always like, oh, he's just got to take him down. and just got to do whatever. Like, Izzy's got good takedown defense. And Sean, half the time, doesn't want to wrestle. He just wants to strike. He wants to tire these guys out. So it'd be in his benefit to kind of be able to get that distance gone so that Izzy can't do that sort of stuff. And then that it's going to be all on Izzy. How are you going to get your strikes off with this guy going forward? But the crazy thing about that Izzy, just like when you see, like, Vintage Anderson and all this other stuff with the short elbows, just being able to do crazy work, you know, and that just we just have to see what comes from Izzy. But Sean, I mean, it's his toughness. I mean, it's just his durability and eventually just wears guys down. So I am interested to see if Sean is able to kind of do that sort of thing. And it was tough because everybody on staff, I hate it when everybody on staff is universally in one guy's corner. Right. And in this one, everybody's picked out Izzy. And I almost wanted to pick Sean just so there was a little, you know, at leverage. Least somebody. At least somebody on the other side. Right. But, dude, I just, I'm just like, man, I don't know if I can, if I can do it. Even, and I think what part of get me, too, is like it would be – and Sean's even been quick to say, like, he understands, like, you know, there is quite the possibility that he's going to lose this, and he's okay with that. Right. You hear his coach saying, like, we know that there's a possibility he's going to lose this, and we're okay with that, you know, like – Whereas you just you feel sometimes when you hear other people like there is no doubt at all. We're not right. even going to talk about doubt. We're not even going to let that enter the conversation. The fact that they are allowing that makes it easier for you to kind of just say, okay, well, maybe I'm not going to this. Maybe I'm not going to be the the one guy that goes that bucks the trend and yep. go the other way, because he's already kind of believing that the end is there as well. You know, not that he I ever doubt because it's not going to change the way that Sean's going to fight when he gets in there. He's still going to go forward, knowing. 
that I just need to put these hands on this guy, and if I put more hands on this guy than he puts on me, I got a pretty good chance, you know, to win this thing. But that's a tall order. But it's a tall it's, order. It's kind of I, – I think, man, I think you, as you were talking it, – it, it, But everybody's so, also saying that it's a, Sean's going to make a mistake. Everybody's already thinking that Izzy's going to be perfect. Izzy still needs to be perfect. Well, that's what I was just going to say, because that's exactly what I was thinking in my head right now. Like, the, the Izzy against Alex Bejeda, right? You're right, man. That dude is like, oh, that dude was not going to be denied, right? right? But this is this, like – lifelong journey where he's like, I'm so dialed in on this yeah. moment. Like, this dude, I'm so, I'm so tired of this boogeyman, you know, b- bugging me. I'm going to – here, like, almost feel like and, – and I, and I will say, I think Izzy does a pretty good job of, like, saying, hey, I'm not taking this guy lightly. Like, I know everybody yeah. expects me to destroy him. But, I mean, even he has to see, like, oh, this dude is just custom made for me. And so if, I think – and Izzy is so into – the theater of things and the yeah. the statement of things. Like, it's not enough for Izzy to just go in there and win. Like, he has to win in a certain way, and he has yeah. to make sure he says the certain things, and he creates the iconic moments, and, and he's good at it. You know what I mean? But I, you just wonder, is this a situation where, like, he's so worried about, like, I have to end it with this move, or it has yeah. to be over it. You know what I mean? That he's not just like, yeah. bro, just go be you. Like, if you just go be you, you're going to win this fight. But if you go – thinking, well, I have to do this because I need to end it this certain way so that I can say this certain thing, so that I can arrange this next yeah. fight, so that I can get this next sponsor. You know what I mean? Like, yep. if he's thinking about all the things that aren't really just like, let me go kick this dude's ass, that maybe that sets him up yep. to make a mistake or to yep. or to just be caught slipping for a second because he's not thinking, just go be Izzy. Yeah, but I, I wonder if that kind of popped up too when it, when it came down to the rematch for uh, Alex. Because you felt like that speech at the end was so thought in his head, like the guy had been practicing and preparing for that. Oh. So it was almost like he had to win. Yeah. He had to win that fight. So I wonder if he put some of that on him, himself then. But, man, I, I wonder too, just like you're saying, like if this fight was in Madison Square Garden, would the same pressure be on him? If it was in Vegas, I don't think the same pressure would be right. on him. But being able to show out somewhere near your part of the world, like – you got to figure out like the, this guy's got to have something, and he wants to show up for his people. And and I would say, I would say, uh, here okay here. What are your thoughts on this card overall? Because we just talked about this right with France, right? Where it's like, look, man, you want to cheer your local guys, you want to see them do well, you want to have those people that cheer, but you also want to see the people that you see on TV, right? You want to see them come and show up here. And this card. I know it wasn't intended necessarily to be this way. They had some fights fall apart and some matchups not arranged or whatever. Yeah. But, like, like I like this card. So when I look at this card, like, I see some matchups on here that I think are going to be fun, man. I mean, uh, obviously, Ty Tuvasa, anytime he's in there, you know it's yeah. going to be fireworks <laughs> against Alexander Volkov. That would be great. Menno Kopp, I'm excited to see compete. Not against, you know, an opponent that's making his debut. That's a little bit, you know, weird. Uh, so it's, it loses a little bit for sure. But I'm excited to see Menel compete because I think he's the real deal. You know I'm a big Tyson Pedro fan. Happy to see him in there. Are you just uh, going to jump over uh, the big boys? J- Justin Toff and Austin Lane is going to be fireworks, of course. It's, this one, it's the, the weird one. It's the rematch of the, the bizarre one. That, yep. that ended or whatever. So they're, they're, who knows what's going to happen there. Carlos Olberg seems like a fun guy to watch against yeah. Daun Jung. Uh, the, the, the next two are going to be crazy. Jack Jenkins and Shepe Mariscal should be absolute bonkers. And Jamie Malarkey versus John McDessie could be absolute bonkers as well. Yeah, I'm interested to see what McDessie is going to look like going back in there. I feel like I have, yep. even though he didn't, he fought relatively recently. I think, you know, earlier this year or something. But I, before that, I was like, has this guy been gone for like years? I feel like we haven't seen him. He did. He wasn't fighting very often. He had some layoffs. He had some setbacks. So I'm, he I always think, goes at, he always he, goes after it. And Malarkey, man, that's going to be a banger. Those two will be absolute wars, those back to backs. And then you can go through the rest of the card. But, uh, Charlie, <laughs> obviously, I got the CFSC on there, the Charlie Racky love. You got Nazareth Hawk, Ross Landon, Kinona should be great. Blood Diamond and Charlie. Charlie Racky, I'm excited. I, hey, 
Blood Dude, Diamond been, and Chuck for, Buffalo. Blood been, Diamond and Chuck Buffalo. Let's go. They've been waiting for Blood Diamond to do something for quite quite a while. Well, he's like, going to have to wait a little bit longer because we got CFFC bias in this one. Charlie Racky, <laughs> we got CFFC bias. So Blood Diamond, this I mean, is not the night. If he doesn't win, I think this at this point, you know, then they just – I think I wonder if it, part of it now too is that Izzy pulls for him, but if the dude loses again, at some point they got to be like, well, we tried the blood diamond experiment, guys. Yeah, we, we, it's not working. Uh, you know, like does, I'm sure he was a great striker. I'm sure he was great in this and that, but it's not transferring. Can we guide him over to power slap over here? Right? You, know, you know what I mean? Like maybe that'll be an opportunity for him. It, but you're, you're right. I, I think this he's got to show up. But I'm just yeah. gonna say not tonight. But anyway, so I'll, <laughs> I'll say. So I circle all that out there to say. Mini Gastelum, I know you're pulling for him. Of course. You know, that's a tough. That's a, he's got a he's got a tough he's fight. But you're right. Now that we, so, you know, you kind of look at the card. It is a good card. It's entertaining, right? Yeah, but it is a good card for you and I. Don't have to pay eighty dollars out of pocket. Yeah. Right. You and I get to expense these things for work. I would not pay for eighty bucks. So. <sighs> Yeah, I, I see that. I hate. But they've kind of set I that hate up. Trashing though. the cards it's, it's, there's it's only about, one. There's only one belt. There's I one mean, belt, and it's at a weird time. Yeah. It, so isn't it? No, this is actually at normal time. So oh, it's it actually is. normal because yeah, it's early that. in the morning. Them. So one. <laughs> Take one, that. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, locals. This is actually like I'd actually this would be a good day card right here that I'd like to have so I could get over earlier in the night. But I, I hate trashing cards because I do think there's gonna be some great fights and I am intrigued in some of the storylines, but asking for eighty dollars is is a lot of money for this yeah, card, right? I, I'm I'm with you hundred percent. It's funny because when now that you say that we're as soon as you're like, Yeah, we're we're gonna have something to pay for it, but what would I pay for it myself? I'm like, Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's 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 an illegal stream happening right now. <laughs> Ridiculous. I mean, if people did that if, sort of thing, people did, nobody that listened to this are all fine, upstanding people with great-looking, best-looking people with great, smart kids. I had, would never stream. I had to have this. Never, I never had stream. to have this chat with my 11-year-old son the other day because he's like, "Hey, you know, there's this website that has like every movie and every." I'm like, Aww. "I like Eli. That is bootlegging." And I'm like, "That is that that is stealing because these people create these things as a business." I'm like, yeah. "For instance, the business that I'm in." You know, it was, it was so funny. Yeah. And he's just like, "Oh." Well, it's good to have that conversation. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of p- parents, I'm sure, that don't look at all what their kids are, like, right. doing online. Yeah. Know, I, t- I explained so to them that – a good lesson. I learned. explained to them that while people will tell you that's right, understand that it's impacting the creators out there of the yeah. world and why would they make content for people if they don't have the ability to make money for it. And, the, and it's like one of those things, just because you can doesn't mean you should. There you go. You know, that's one of those lessons that From you have Jurassic to – Jurassic Park, know. right? That's, that's Is that's it? <laughs> I, believe, I love Jurassic Park. I believe that that's where the life lesson that, came from. That would like, make sense. I love that movie. We were so busy seeing if we could. We didn't oh, stop yeah, to ask true. if we should. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I do love that movie. Brought up by the movies. Uh, all right. So, listen. Uh, I, I think, dude, I do think this is worth watching. Uh, I do totally understand, though, if somebody says, like, hey, man, I'm, you know, if this is one. Now, this is always the funny argument they have because people are like, oh, this this might be one where I go to the bar and watch it. And I'm like. No, I would spend way more than $80 at the bar if I went and watched it there. So don't go there. But yeah. this might be, again, I, th- I think we've said this about a couple pay-per-views here and there. This might be the one where you're like, you know how you normally you watch it by yourself? This is the one where you're like. Get some friends together. Like old school. Like yep. you did it in college or yep, whatever. Yep, like yep. get your friends over. Everybody splits in. Yep. Buy some pizza. And, and, you know, we don't, you know, all five of us don't buy this on our own. We all five watch it together and only buy one. You yep. know what I mean? So. I think it's a great um, idea. But I do think it's going to be I do think it's going to be fun and I would say catch the prelims as well cuz I think there there's going to be some uh, other ones. Uh, other MMA this weekend to watch out. Just a, a reminder to everybody maybe uh Gamebred MMA is on Friday night. Um, that's the bare knuckle MMA. Of course you got Junior Dos Santos and Fabricio Verdum in the main event and that is streaming for free 
on the Game Bread YouTube channel. So they're not even asking you to pay for it. You don't even have to be signed up for a, uh, you know, a fight pass or a whatever else it might be. You can literally just watch it free on their YouTube channel. So I did want to give them a, a quick plug because uh, that'll be that'll be some entertainment. I know on I Friday tried night. watching one of their streams recently, like their open workout, and it never actually showed up. So I'm wondering if there's mm. some technical stuff that they're just like, well, we can't get this hammered out, so let's just make let's it just available. make it free, and then if yeah, because who's gonna? Well, I was gonna say who's gonna complain about something that's free, but they will. Yeah, well, I mean, still it's complain. great. I think more more places. I mean, especially when you're getting up and running. I mean, you want that promotion. You want people to look at you. Want eyeballs. You I know? agree. Because then that just builds forward. But you know, that being said, I mean, some stuff. It's always crazy, you know, all the people like, oh, why don't you just stream it? Why don't you just do whatever? I mean, like, there are technical issues that come into a lot of these things a lot of times, especially when you're on site and on location. Sometimes it's just difficult. And then, especially, too, when you're trying to push it to multiple locations, then you have to work with, like, a third party to take your feed and distribute it out. And then that's more money involved and all the other kind of stuff. So, it, you know, I'm I'm the last person that's going to knock somebody for trying to do some of the streaming stuff because it is very, very difficult, you know. But um, that being said, if they want to put it out and put it free, that's awesome. I, yep. may, I will now for sure try to watch it. Friday night on YouTube. So. All right, listen, one other thought I want to get from you. Uh, we kind of mentioned the Dana White stuff. Uh he went in a little bit on PFL, went in a little bit on Bellator. Yep. I, I kind of wonder just kind of what you took from that because – you know, it is this 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 hundred million dollar investment from Saudi Arabia into the PFL is very interesting to me, right? Like, um, you know, that's going to help fund a lot of their growth for sure. Um, it also means that some of the big events. I, I think this is one that really is interesting because, you know, next year they're going to do a pay per view with Francis Naganu, Jake Paul, um, and and whatever else is on there. But you know, those two key components are going to be on there. But I really don't expect it to do incredibly well on pay per view. Um, and so I thought, man, this could be a really, really bad moment for the PFL if that bombs and they've got to pay a ton of money. But now they have Saudi Arabia behind it who yeah. doesn't care probably, like really doesn't care if it's very successful on pay-per-view or whatever. They just want to stage a beautiful event yep. that makes the world go, wow, Some this is a destination crazy. to go yep. to. 100%. Now, I will say – if Saudi Arabia wants John Morgan to go over there, we gotta gotta have some conversations about their policy on frosty beverages. They're not real friendly about frosty beverages over there. But uh, that, that's probably the the most minimal of concerns of what some people think about Saudi Arabia. But yeah, hundred percent. I'm interested to see how this plays I mean, out. Don't lose your head thinking about it. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, okay, you know, uh, you just put that. Okay. Uh, carry on. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, but you know it's interesting because you know we saw it with this live golf, and, and we saw all the, the yeah. controversy that came about it. Where basically they just said like, "Dude, we don't care what this costs. We don't doesn't matter to us. Like, we are going to show the world that we are a destination, that we are a place." And if they decide for whatever reason that you know what to hell with the UFC, we're going to be the UFC. We have essentially unlimited resources and unlimited amount of capital we can throw at this thing. Yep. Um, and and how about that? We don't care if we lose or not. But Dana last night, I will say, I mean, and what he said is right that it takes more than just throwing money at a problem, right? Money has been thrown at a problem before, and look, we've taken out every you know, every competitor that we had along this way. But when you're talking about essentially unlimited amounts of capital, yep. and you know, he did say last night, well, there's a difference between running a business and a charity, and he's 100% right about that. But from my understanding is the way the Saudis look at this thing is almost like a charity. Like, it's just like, yep. it's like ad dollars. You know what yep. I mean? It's like, hey, we don't care what it costs as long as the world sees us in a beautiful light yep. and they see that we're a place to be, it might be worth it them to lose a couple hundred million dollars a year. Yep. And, you know, you got to think, of if it's just in terms of 
technology, the players involved, if you're not locked down with a contract, they could take anybody. They could poach anybody. And that's not just fighters. You want to talk about ad people, marketing people, people that actually have the technology, the, the knowledge to actually put on these great stuff, broadcast partners, yep. all that other kind of stuff. Like, they could throw mad money and put whatever. So, you know, yes, while Dana said you can't just do it with money, but those people that have built careers around putting these things on can be poached. They might be a UFC guy right now, but it doesn't mean you throw him twice his salary yeah. or whatever. He doesn't jump ship. Appreciate all elsewhere. you've done over there. How about we double your salary? Yeah. Triple. Mm. Triple. You know, I mean, it's just un- – and that's why, I mean, if anything, that's saving the UFC right now. Their stars are locked into contracts. But as for prospects, if they, if they really want to go in and start moving – any prospect that want to get it, yes, if they're in the states and they're like, yes, I want to, I want to go to the UFC. I always want to fight for the UFC. But if you know that you're trying to provide for your family and you are a legit prospect, like you are actually being talked to, it doesn't. It, who's to say that the the talent, the the managers that are already sending people to the UFC can't have ties, or you know, to somebody else and just say, hey, trust me, this guy is worth it. And then you get an offer to to fight in live MMA you know, and make millions of dollars that year and literally set your family up for its next generation, you think you're going to really care whether you go to the UFC? No. I wouldn't. No. You know, so they can change the game eventually. It would just – they just have to wear down the you – know, over time, not everybody's going to be signed to a UFC contract. That's you right. Know? And at some point, if the UFC can only sign the people they already have under contract and they can't get these new guys because all the new guys are getting poached, at some point, that's going to hurt your bottom line. Yep. I mean, how can you be a fight company if you can't keep if you can't get fighters? It's and, and I want to be cautious in saying that I do not believe that at the moment this is a game changing deal, right? I just right. don't. Even and again, the not whole for the numbers that they're saying right for a hundred million. No, yeah. and I mean, and, and again, the Bellator acquisition. Uh, I know Dana went pretty hard on Bellator, but the reason you would buy Bellator is now again, if that you know the valuation of five hundred million, that's a lot, but yeah. is to snag some of these fighter contracts that would help fill out your roster, and it really yeah. would. I mean, if you look at the, the uh, consider that the PFL concept only has ten fighters per division in, on the roster, right? That's it. You only need 10. You don't yeah. need, you know, like the, the UFC lightweight division has like 100 people in it, all right? That's crazy. So you need 10. Now, if you take the current PFL roster and the and the Bellator roster and you look at it and you go, what 10 people? Boy, you can make some pretty some pretty intriguing seasons, yep. man, some fights yep. that people want to watch. So yep. there there is so there is something. There is, but, again, that's not – Dana is right. The UFC is light years in terms of global distribution, in terms of global brand recognition, 100%. all those things that are more than just money. But if for whatever reason Saudi Arabia gets a little taste of this hundred million and they're like, you know what? All we need to do now is throw a little fuel on this thing. Yep. I mean, you saw the, the 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 news. I know you don't follow like soccer or football, um, but like they made an offer to Kylian Mbappe. It was like a billion dollar offer for one year. It was. $330 million on a transfer offer, and they were going to pay him $700 million for a year That's crazy. and then let him go sign elsewhere the following year. That's ridiculous. To get one of the biggest – so, I mean, again, is that a is that a – could they have profited on that? I don't think so. No. I mean, you look at the money that MLS is paying uh, Messi right now, and it, it has been interesting to see, like, the stadium is sold out. Their revenue for jerseys that they never had, they have now. You know what I mean? But that's a, he's an iconic figure in sport. You know what I mean? I'm not, I don't know that there's anybody in in mixed martial arts that – there's definitely not. I mean, maybe if, maybe if they got Conor McGregor. Maybe if they got Conor McGregor, that would be it. But we know that's not happening. But if for whatever reason Saudi Arabia did say, look, man, 
We don't care if we lose money. Oh, I'm sorry, what? Your operating loss this year is $500 million? No problem. Just keep getting me free agents. Oh, you know, yeah. oh, oh, you lost $600 million this year? Not a problem. Just make yeah. sure you keep getting me free agents. Make sure you keep bringing – make sure you keep getting – you know what I mean? Like, if you're, if you're running a business as a charity and your pockets are so deep that you don't care – and it, it is true what, what he says. What, what Dana says is true. Billion, even the richest billionaires will only lose money for so long where they're right. like, dude – I didn't get this rich so I could just piss away money. Yeah. Like, I'm, we got to cut bait now. And that's true in normal business relations. Yeah. This isn't normal business relations. So, again, I don't think it's a game-changing deal right now, but it is definitely worth monitoring. Yep. I mean, the fact that they're they're, they're touching their toes, dip them in the water, I mean, that's something to pay attention to. I mean, it'd be, it'd be silly to not pay attention to because um, easily when you think about whatever the valuation of what the UFC and the WME IMG you think those stockholders, if they if the if if they really came at them and wanted to do a takeover of WME IMG with the kind of money that they have, that shit easily could happen. So whether you want to go or not, whether you do whatever, so true. It's ridiculous. They literally would buy out the parent company that owns the UFC, and they could easily do that. It's just ridiculous to think that it couldn't happen if they. Like didn't they wouldn't want even to have it. to leverage anything yeah. to do it. Like and they it's would just nothing be like Dana could do to stop it. Nope. You know, I mean, as far as I know, he it's not like he has a controlling stake. Wow. And there's nothing that he could do to stop it. You know, if they really wanted to do it, they could. Can you imagine that, you know? man? Can you imagine that? You, 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 I mean, they, they, they absolutely have the money to come in and be like, 100%. We'll take the UFC. We'll take WWE. 100%. In fact, we'll just take the whole operation that you got here. You, you know, I mean. Look. At a profit for, for shareholders. Yeah. And that's the thing with it being a private a public company they though they could easily be bought out it's just it's just ridiculous i mean the main thing that ufc like you said all this all these inroads and all these countries that the ufc has created has made them be able to go into these these countries and and put on these shows and have a top notch with the staff that's there but it's not like they're taking they have their own people in these other places there's production companies that are well established to do it doesn't mean that somebody else can't come and just say hey Mr. Production Company, unless they have some contract they don't want to do, we're going to pay the three times the amount of money in the UFC. Because if the UFC wants to blackball you for us coming there, we'll pay you twice the money. It's not yep. a big deal. We can make yeah. well, they can make up the money. But we'll double your salary. You know? We'll guarantee it for ten years. For, how can you say no? To you that? okay with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You good with that? You good with that? I think so. <laughs> People are taking their headsets off right then and just yeah. walking out of the UFC like, arena and say, sorry. We'll see you, sir. We'll see you. <laughs> so I mean, it, it'd be it'd be silly to to not pay attention just knowing that the amount of money that they have. That's it's it. not it's not some guy that just happens to. It's not an NFL owner that maybe has access with him and his group partners have access to a couple billion dollars. It's not. Like, if these guys really want to get into it, they could 100% buy out the UFC. That's crazy, man. It's unreal. But, it, but it's th that's what I think is worth monitoring about this whole situation because that's it, is that the, for somebody to try to for, – for PFL or Bellator by themselves to just try to take it – and they've always said they're not trying to take out the UFC. You know right. what I mean? They're trying to be – there's plenty of space for everybody or whatever. Right. It would, but it would be impossible because all the things we talk about, the the, 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 the brand recognition, the, the, the distribution, the fact that, again, I mean, most fighters, they grow up, they want to be UFC they champion. They don't say, I want to be an MMA champion in a major organization. I mean, now you are here seeing people say like well listen i'd like to go to the usc but if one pfl bellator calls like yeah. i'll go there too they're being smart about it because they realize but the bottom line is they train because they want to be a usc champion so they still have all that going for them 
But again, when somebody's not trying to run it like a business, when they're just like, we will throw infinite amounts of money yeah. because we have just decided that we want to own the space and we do not care what it costs because we have, you know, Scrooge McDuck money over here where we're just rolling in it, uh, and that's what we're going to do. They could do it. That's ridiculous. They could do it. It was funny because I just popped my head. Ted Lasso, the show that sure. I know you love. Oh, I love, I love me some was, Ted Lasso. There was that guy that came in that had that money, and he was like, there was like nothing you can do to stop it. Yep. If somebody has enough money and they want to get into the game and they want to take things over, that's right. They're going to do it, especially when it's not your company anymore, right? Yeah. Like when it's private. Okay, yeah. when it's a privately held company, you can be the one that says, "Don't care about your money. Yep. Um, I, I have principles or I have direction, and I'm sticking yep. to it." But once you sold your company to somebody else that's just trying to profit, and somebody comes in and says, "Hey, man, yep. we'll get you all your money back." You just made 300% profit, whatever the case may be, yep. uh, get to step in. Yep. Hostile okay. takeovers happen all the time. Yep. I mean, they maybe don't make as much news, but when the big ones happen to the big corporations, it can definitely happen. Yep. And that's much bigger than just a four, five, six, seven billion dollar company. And it happens. Yep. So. so it's interesting. So like I said, this is just, and, and, and that could never come to fruition. Saudi could lose the hundred million. They say, we don't like doing this business. We got other stuff. But, I mean, they've been incredibly successful in bringing the biggest boxing matches over there. They may say, yeah. man, there's so much lower barrier to entry in boxing. Like we'll, yeah. we'll just stick to boxing. We'll keep doing that. Who knows? But I just think it's, it's so this, when I look at this story, I don't think it's a nothing story. I don't think it's a, the, the, you know, this is, oh, shoot, they just got that Saudi money, game over, PFL about to take yeah, over. 100%. But I think you're silly to not at least make sure you're paying attention to it and see what direction the market is moving after that because yep. it's interesting. And it's crazy because especially now, you know, when people get upset with fighters getting involved with countries or, you know, dictators or whatever, you know, they're the sensibilities of most people are like, oh, I can't talk with this fighter, I can't do whatever. Saudi doesn't have a really clean history either, nope. you know. So, I mean, there's definitely days that, you know, in the future should things happen that, you know, these are all questions that we all have to have, you yep. know, and say, do I, well, I still want to watch this sort of thing, knowing the money that's behind it or whatever. But like you said, it's not a, it's not a thing now, but it'd be silly to not think that there couldn't be on the horizon at some point. Crazy, yeah. man. All right. Well, listen, USC 293 is this weekend. You and I will both be watching. We'll certainly have a and a half episode for everybody over at patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. Always appreciate everybody's support uh, over there. And uh, as you said, we're kind of working on some things behind the scenes that, that maybe we can do. And uh, I may have some more free time in the very near future to uh, to chase some other things. So we'll talk about it. Yeah. And those of you that are the uh, the $10, uh, our top tier, but granted, anybody, if you're a patron, if you have some suggestions, you have some things you want, hit us up on Patreon, in the platform, send us a message because we get all your messages. That's it. Give us some ideas. Let us let us know what you want to see. Um, I'm working on John and his nudies. Uh, he doesn't <laughs> know the cameras that I put over there. Uh, last time I was there, you know, I, I, sn I snuck a couple in there. Definitely you know. not what they want to see. <laughs> Definitely not that tier. No, nobody wants that tier of support. <laughs> that, that, we're going to come up with a new tier for that one. <laughs> nobody wants that tier. Uh, hey, one other thing I did want to – I don't know if you saw this today, but I just saw the news came out. Uh, but I want to make mention of it because I'm bummed about it. Uh, Real Sports with Brian Gumble. Did you see this? No. Uh -uh. Ending after 29 seasons, man. 29 years wow, on crazy. TV. Yeah. Uh, I've, I have watched that thing religiously, I would think, pretty much all 29 years. I had no idea it was still going on. Uh, still going on. I, I love it. I actually, within the last year or so, I just started making my kids sit down and watch it because they talk about, you know, yeah. some kind of – It's very well done. It's, oh, it's incredibly like, it's well really, done. really, well done. Yeah. And, I, and I just started having him watch it. Uh, recently to kind of like talk about like bigger topic things around the world and and to see some sports. So uh, Look at that. yeah, I'm over here watching anime and you got your kid watching like real uh, you know, <laughs> Brian Gumbel shit. <laughs> like Good the, shit. Like you don't have him watching Korean rom coms. <laughs> 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 what, what kind of father are you? 
What are you trying to do to your kid? Don't let me babysit him. I'll ruin the kid. <laughs> so anyway, I just want to shout out. I've, uh, I've been a fan of that show forever, man. I, I really am a fan of it, and uh, I hate to see it go, man. So if anybody is a, a fan of it, know that I am one too. If you were involved with it, man, kudos to you. And uh, if I'm breaking the news to you, uh, maybe everybody might want to tune in for this. I guess it's the yeah. last season, so uh, make sure you tune in because it's it's going Very away. Cool. So anyway. All right, listen, uh, going to go enjoy uh, soccer practice with the kid tonight. Soccer starting back up. We keep, keep jujitsu going. Position. On as well. still, still trying to do goalie? Still explain goalie more than anything, so he still enjoys that. Uh, we're going to go see the uh, Gran Turismo movie on Sunday. Uh, I promised him I'd take him to go see that. So uh, Football season is starting. Cowboys and the Giants kicking off. I don't know anybody on the team anymore, so don't try to ask me. <laughs> I, I, don't, uh, I don't get a chance to follow anything because MMA has owned my life. But, you know, at least the beginning of the NFL season, you got at least – or do you probably – do you even watch the NFL or do you just Every watch college? I'm more college. more college? I'm more college, but I, di- I have tried to tell me. Well, when I was doing more fantasy football, I would find myself watching more games, but now I'm not in fantasy. I don't watch it as much, but I try to be good to watch some games. Yep. Like, if I'll see it, I'll look to see what's on the schedule, but no, I'm still more a diehard, like, uh, college so, like, I don't know if you watched the Florida State-LSU game that happened the other day. No, how did that oh, go? it was badass. Florida yeah. State's legit. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I just get excited about college. But then some people Oh, are, so you watch all college, like not even just Ohio State? Not just Ohio sorry, State. Sorry, the Ohio the State. The Ohio State. But, no, I mean, if it's like a, if it's like a top 25 team, and I, if, I'm not doing, okay. if I'm not watching another game, I'll try to just see what's going on or yeah, something. Yeah. I mean, when you're always near the top, you got to see what else is around there, <laughs> you know. you got to see who's, who's there. But, uh, no, Florida State and LSU are always, uh, you know, LSU's recently has always been up oh, at the top. State, they're looking really, really good. So I mean, they're going to jump some numbers. They actually looked a hell of a lot better than Ohio State did this this weekend. Like Florida State looked legit. Yeah. So, but you know, I I've just you know having worked in college sports before jumping in over to like the UFC, I have I always have an affinity with just like college sports and and athletes trying to make it to the next level. Yep. You know, just a hundred percent giving effort or whatever. Um, and it's just fun. So yeah. Did you watch any of uh, Coach Prime? Dion's De- Dion? No, no, just because he just. You don't like Dion? No, oh, I, mean, like, I like Dion. Well, I mean, obviously, Pronto. I mean you're gonna like him, but I mean like <laughs> I don't I don't mind him, but he's just sometimes he's just so over the top. I just can only take him in like small doses. Like even when he was like doing commentary, like when he would fill in on certain things. After a while, just like oh, Dion, just dial it down. <laughs> and there's no dial down for for Dion, you know. Uh, but no, I mean, I did. I did see some of that. I was, I was happy for him that I guess his sh- his kid showed his up in that kid game, threw yeah. like six hundred yards yeah, or his something. Yeah, kid like had like a killer game, and I know he got emotional about that. So I thought that was pretty cool. I was happy for him, but but no, I didn't really watch that. Yeah, I think that if it if it wasn't like his son involved in it too, I probably wouldn't take it as much notice. Not like I'm a. I, yeah. d- I did. I did like Deion Sanders back in the day. Like I did. Yeah. I definitely did. Especially you know, I, you know, when he came to the Cowboys and all that. But. Uh, yeah, I, I liked uh, I, I liked him as a as an athlete, but I probably wouldn't care as much about the story except that his son's involved in yeah. it too. And I thought that was pretty damn cool. I didn't. I did. Somebody told me about. I haven't watched it, but the Tim Tebow or the Florida one that just came out recently about the Florida and its highlight with like Urban Meyer, and I think it was during the time when uh, 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 Tebow was there. But some of the guys that were saying that it was more of a fluff piece than a real life yeah, dive that, deep and right. like show the CD side because it was talking about how it built itself back up through these great years and then kind of had some down stuff and then I think built back up or whatever. But I guess they left out a lot of the seedier shit, like a lot of the stuff that, that stuff actually really and, got them in yeah. trouble, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, because that was back in the day before Urban came to, like, Ohio State. I hated Urban because he yeah, was, like, yeah, the yeah. guy that was, like, our bane of our existence. And I was, But you had to respect 
what he was able to do. And then when he came to Ohio State, it was like, oh, no, we're cool. We're good with him now. We're good now, you know. Um, but I wanted to actually <laughs> check that piece out because I thought it would be interesting to just see because I remember what Florida was like back then, being one of our competitors. Um, but then when I heard that it was more of just like a fluff piece, I was like, oh, okay, maybe maybe there's not as much interest. That's funny. That's, that's how I was with Deion Sanders. Just relating to Deion Sanders, like he played with the Falcons. I'm like, this dude is badass. Then he goes to the Niners. I'm like, F that dude. And then yeah. he comes to Cowboys. Cowboys. Like, oh, he's, he's all right. He's okay. He's okay. <laughs> He's okay. Ah, funny how it goes. All right, cool. Well, listen, UFC 293 this weekend. We'll be watching. Uh, uphill, uphill battle for sure, uh, to say the least. Uh, uh, you know, I think Israel Asani the favorite there, but Sean Strickland is at least making things interesting. I saw his media day with the, uh, the media, and he was his typical Sean Strickland self. So, anyway, definitely be watching. Appreciate everybody for the support, as always. It means the world. Uh, again, patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow if you want to help support us over there. Uh, if you want to leave us ratings, reviews, all that good stuff, we certainly appreciate it. More than anything, what we really appreciate is just you spending your time with us each and every week. So thanks for listening.